Have you ever wondered, what's that light in the sky? <gasps> what was that sound? Why is it so cold in here? What was that click on the phone? Well, the answers are, that's a UFO. It's Bigfoot, look out. Because of a ghost. And the government is listening to you. But I'll have you find answers to a lot more questions than just these. On category, category unknown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. I'm Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, and I'm here to play for you another episode of my classic radio show, Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. You know, this is a pretty long episode. I went, I oh, I had a problem with going over my time back then, and I really took advantage of it sometimes. And this is one of those times, so. This is a real long one. I'm just going to try to get right into it. But first, I just wanted to wish you all a happy holiday greetings. I, I said happy holidays to some lady. I was walking into Walgreens. I held the door open for her. She said, oh, thank you. I said, oh, it's okay. Happy holidays. And she, she got all up in my face. She was she was yelling at me about Christmas. I don't know. I just said, lady, kiss my butt. And I walked into Walgreens, pick up my prescription. I don't know what happened to her. I hope she, no, I was going to, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say I hope she got hit by a truck, but it's a time of year when you shouldn't wish truck hittings on anybody. All right, let's get right into this episode then. This is the episode from uh, December 22nd, 1984. Actually, December 23rd, because this is my, I always count them by the day I wake up. That's the day I consider it to be until I go to sleep, but this episode took place after midnight, so it actually went into the 23rd. But, you know, since I was on the air at, like, 11.58, I I consider it to be the 22nd. Anyways, here's the episode from December 22nd slash 23rd of 1984. I'm just playing. Do you really think a reindeer could jump that far? Yeah. And they could, like... Get the record and long jump. Well, they can fly, can't they? I mean, well, I guess you got me there. All right. All right. Well, thanks for the call. And uh, it's been a pretty good show. We've been talking about the Christmas Olympics. Hypothetical Olympics uh, featuring Christmas stuff. Uh, you've been kind of quiet tonight, Elvin. You got you got anything you want to add to this before we go? What? What? Uh, you got anything you want to add? Nah. Nah. You know, I I haven't what? been paying attention for like the last fifteen minutes. I don't know. This is the this is the dumbest show we've ever done. I'm just embarrassed. Well, I'm. You know what? I don't think I can argue with that. Um, I'm feeling pretty pretty embarrassed too. So that's it for score talk. Good night. W-L-Q-L. 
Oh, 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 holy cow, everyone. It's another episode of Category Unknown, hosted by me, Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Welcome on this this wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I just want to start off by saying Merry Christmas to all my Christian friends. Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish fellows and ladies out there that are listening. And a blessed neo-frame source determination to the clan of the 18 Silver Lights of Denmore. All you up there at Willow Peak Farms. I just, I know you're all big fans of the show. Uh, the Denmore cult people, I mean, not the, not necessarily all the Christians or Jewish people, though... I thank any of you folk who are also tuning in, but you Denmorians, uh, thanks for tuning in on such a holy night. I know it's a very special night, and it, we just happen to be on tonight, so I hope you're listening, hope you have a good time, and blessed night. And good tidings to everyone else, you know, no matter what your crazy religious beliefs are. If you're listening to this show, you're my friend, and I like you. You know, of course, I that's me, Sparkling Joe, who likes you. I'm the host of this radio broadcasted dive into all the weirdnesses that fill this world we live in. And tonight we're leaving behind a little bit of the weirdest of those things to talk about something a little more grounded, but it's something with a long history of mystery in this area of the state. I, oh, I rhymed. That's, it's like I'm a poet and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> know it. I know it. I didn't know it. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Um, but yeah, you know, some of you may already know what I'm talking about, though, because this was a pretty famous date yesterday, being that it's now past midnight. But this day that we just put a cork in a few minutes ago, December 22nd, 1984, that was the 100th anniversary of the famous Neville family horse murders. That's right. Those dastardly horse murders unsolved mystery from back in 1884 you know what that was all about that was there was a prominent local family called the nevilles and they were headed by a local businessman herbert orville neville and they suffered a huge loss there that family when all five of their prize horses were slaughtered inside their own stables on that fateful night and, you know, the, the person or people responsible for those horse murders were never caught. So we have spent the last hundred years coming up with some of, some of the weirdest theories I've ever heard. Also, some pretty good theories that I think might be the case. But, I don't know. I think one of the most popular ones is that it was some sort of satanic ceremony. Do you believe that? I don't know. Was it aliens? Like, you know, we see cattle mutilations and stuff. Was it something like that, only they did with horses? I don't know. Was it the evil mole men, like with that rash of goat beheadings, like down in Arkansas a few years back? I don't know. You know, but what I think it was, this is my own personal theory, so I don't know if you'll agree with me or not. I think it was a vicious band of living skeletons, and they needed blood to fuel their hatred of the living, you know. But that snow was so deep that they could not make it all the way up to the Neville house in order to get the sweetest blood of all, which we all know is human blood. And so they just settled on the horses instead. Is that it? I think so, but I don't know. I wasn't alive back then, and none of you were either, so I actually posed this question to my friend Neil down at the occult bookstore. And you know what he told me? He told me that he had read that the number one cause of horse murder in this country is jealousy. 
I thought that was weird because, you know, why would a human being be so jealous of a horse that they would want to murder it? And, you know, Neil said he told me that he could probably show me some books that might explain one reason they might be jealous. But um, he said I'd have to pay him 50 bucks up front because these weren't books that he could just put on display in his shop without, what do you say, the man getting all over his case, I think he said. But, you know, say I didn't have 50 bucks, sadly, so I couldn't check out those special books of his before we did the show tonight. I might do it next week if I have the money, but, you know, either way, it's going to be too late for this show because this here is the night that we're going to talk about those horse murders. And we'll be going to our first commercial break in a minute then, but and then I will be playing for you an on-location special report that I recorded personally myself a few days ago at the Neville house itself. And I got to talk to the last remaining Neville, Gary Neville, and he gave me a tour of the house and then even the famed stable itself. And that's not even all that I have for you in that report, so stay tuned to hear the whole thing. And then a little after that, when we're done with all that, we'll be doing those open lines that we always do on this show. And I want to talk to you about the famous mystery of the Neville family horse murders. So you start getting your calls in right now at 414 And with that, let's take this first break. We'll be right back after this. Undergarments available at Schuster's Department Store, 1854 North Center Street. Ho, ho, ho! My sleigh is broken down, and all of my reindeer have flown away. How will I deliver all of these presents? Why don't you try it on one of these totally rad BMX bikes? That's right, dude. It's like Christmas time, and there's never been a, a cooler present that you could get your kids for Jesus' birthday. Then one of these quality BMX bikes from Speeders. We're having a sale right now, right before Christmas. So come on down in the last couple of days and really impress your kids with a great present. That's Speeders BMX Fit, 1235 Alright everyone, welcome back, and I want to tell you that you just heard some of a very special song that I just finished not that long ago in the studio, and this is the first time I'm playing it anywhere. That song is called Breakdance Cardboard, and it's going to be the hit theme song from the film that I'm hoping to make pretty soon. I'm, I'm looking for funding and help with the money and production and all that. So if you got any leads, call in. But this movie is going to be so good. It's going to be called Tommy Tom and the Electro Tomorrow Crew in Tommy Tom and the Electro Tomorrow Crew Save the Ninth Street Youth Center from the City Budget Crisis. Working title. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that part. That's just a working title. I don't know. I don't know what else I could call it, though. I just want to have a title good enough 
for that song, Breakdance Cardboard, to be the hit theme song for it. But I got I to gotta think about it more. So, But if you have experience making movies, get a hold of me because I want your help putting this dream into film somehow. But with that, we got horse murders to talk about. So I'm going to play for you right now the first part of my on-site, on-location report straight from the Neville house itself about the Neville family horse murders of 1884. Here we go. Here's part one of that report. Hello, everyone. This is Sparkling Joe. I'm on-site right now at the Neville house here. It's just off of Old uh, Rustic Center Road. Uh, right near the, the uh, Corporal Neil Schmitz Memorial Shopping Plaza, which is pretty nearby. We'll get more into that later, but I'm here in the foyer. Foyer? Foyer? I just say foyer. In the foyer, I guess. The foyer of the Neville House. That's the big open area right inside the front door of these fancy houses like this. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm here because this is... Well, it's very close when I'm recording this. I'm recording this a couple days before, but this is very close to the 100th anniversary of <coughs> one of the most notorious local stories from th- that time, from the late 1800s. Yeah. It's the Neville family horse murders. Yes. That's right. The horse murders happened almost 100 years ago this very day that I'm recording this, and exactly 100 years ago on th- when you will be hearing this on the 20th night of the 22nd on my show and the murders of course weren't discovered until the 23rd but the evidence points to them happening on the 22nd because of witnesses we'll get into all that later okay but right now i am here yeah. with gary neville and he is an, a descendant of the original nevilles that lived in this house which is now, now more of a museum right gary yes yes it's a we've turned it into more of a museum for the local area. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have tours that we give and whatnot, which well, I will be giving to you in a moment. And then yes. we, were, we will be taking the tour. And then yeah. we will be having a discussion about the event that everyone wants to hear about, the horse murders. Yes, of course. Of course, we get a lot of that here. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating story. So why don't we get into the tour? Yeah. How about that? Sure, let's do it. Let's start right here. Off to the side here, off to the right, is the entrance that you would take to get into the dining area, which is off limits right now because of some pest problems. But we're going to pass by this, and we're going to walk down this hallway here. Okay. And over this way, um, that's the servant's entrance to the kitchen. All right, well, can we head into there? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That oh. Uh, the pest control people, their equipment is in there. We're not supposed to go near it because of the chemicals and whatnot. So that's no. off limits, too, for now, at least. Okay, well, what what else? What's down here at the end of the, at the hallway? I'm going to uh, head down please, to this. Uh, oh, no, please stick by me. Because it's, a, it's a private oh. door. You know, we, just, we don't want people wandering willy-nilly around. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. I understand. If I had a house this nice, I don't think I would let strangers wander around it very much either. So <laughs> no. I'm just happy that you let me in here. I just want to say that the woodwork in this foyer, foyer is so fascinating. 
What is that over there? It's there. above the door that would be leading into the dining room if we could go in there, but it, there's like a sculpture. Can you explain that? Oh, yeah, that, um, that's a dog sculpture. Sculpted oh. out of wood. Oh it's, oh, it's a dog, okay. Yeah. All right, well, okay, well, let's continue on with the tour. Okay, well, let's head right down this hallway here, down to where you were actually headed. Okay. Let's this door down here leads into the cellar. Okay. And can we, we go down will, there? We will not be going down there today, though. Oh. Well, why not? Uh, well, there's a problem with the stairs. Uh, oh, okay. Well, what's wrong? Well, what happened? Ah, uh, they just, they fell. But here, it let's fell? go this way. This will take us to it the fell. servant's steps leading up to the second floor. Oh, okay. Let's let's go check those out. Yeah. Can we go up the stairs? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it wouldn't really be much of a tour if you can go up the stairs. <laughs> what well, is there? <laughs> well, yeah, we haven't been able to really go anywhere else, though. So oh, yeah. I just want to check. Okay, well, let's go up Let's go up the stairs, then. Okay, okay, you head up. I'll be, I'm right behind you. All right. Hey, what? Here on the wall, there's some scratches. What are these scratches? Oh, that's where the servants, uh, the servants' shackles would sometimes break Shackles? The, wall. the servants were shackled? Oh, yeah, of course they were. They were servants. Okay, well. Yeah. All right, we're... Okay, we're at the we're at the top of the stairs now. Yeah. Um, the servant stairs leading up to the second floor, and it's there's a just for the radio listeners, there's a long hallway that looks to be headed all the way back down to the front of the house again. Yeah, it heads right down, and that window at the front is yeah, is the big decorative window front that you can see from the outside. Yeah. Okay, I remember seeing that window when I was coming in. Of course. So okay, this now right here, there's a door on the right, yeah. and that door shut. Can yes. we go in this room? What room is this? No, we, we cannot go in this room today. Uh, why am I not surprised? This originally was the weaving room where, oh. where textiles and cloth would be woven by servants. Oh, okay. Well, why can't we go in that room? It's off limits. But why? It's family reasons. So let's oh. head down this the door here okay. on the left here. Yeah. Can we go in there? Oh, of course you can come in here. Oh, let's go. Finally. Okay, let's go inside. Okay, this. Oh my God. What is well, this room? This is oh. the doll room. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well. This doll. Yeah, some of these are dolls. So I gotta say, some of these are distinctly not dolls. What? They are objects. I would never call a doll. They're all dolls, though. This is the doll collection. I disagree. From, from it, it started with my great-great-great-grandfather. Okay. My great-great-grandfather, who lived here yeah. during the murders, he, he kept it going. I've, I've added to it quite a bit over the years. It, but nothing between there? Nobody no. added to it in between your great-great-grandfather and you? No, but they all seemed interested in adding to it. They just, it was, for a while, it was locked away in the basement in trunks. Yeah. But I discovered it when I was a teenager, and I decided to devote a whole room to it. it but, yeah. Like, this one here, Wait, I don't... Don't touch that. Sorry. Don't touch the dolls, please. I'm sorry. I won't I won't touch the dolls, but, but can I... I'm pointing that now at it. Well, I'm audience. Oh, in pointing's you, in okay. In case you ever hear this. I'm pointing what? at it, and I'm saying... This is not a doll. It it looks like a hubcap to me. But it was a hubcap at one time. All right. I know. Yeah, but you just call it a doll. But 
Yeah, but look at this right here. Okay. Um, you got there's doll's eyes yeah. stuck in there, stuck in the spokes. Yeah, you know that. Eyes are the windows into the soul. I oh. would call this outsider art. I think is what is what, what I ter mean? the term I learned once. What does that mean? Um, it's a it's a term that they use yeah. to describe art made by like. I don't want to say anything up to upset you, but what? maybe like you don't deranged people or what is that supposed to mean? No, no, no. I mean, um, not deranged. Um, how to put this delicately? What? Weirdos? Weirdos? Oh, come on! Uh, oh, I get it. I get it. You're just kidding around, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, joking around. Oh, that's a <laughs> you're a funny guy. You, okay, can you describe this down? Like what? What yeah. was in your mind when you when you? That's fine. But this one here. Constructed, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made it. Like, is this a tooth? Yeah, it's a tooth, but. Yeah. It's mine though. You know, that's what you're worried well, about. Well, you mean it was like. A baby tooth or something? Yeah, sure. That I mean, sure. Okay, all right, yeah. fine. But but that all right. That sounds all right. But can I ask something? Why sure. is it down here though, like by the pelvis region? Yeah. I mean, I assume that's what this area is. Yeah, exactly. You got a keen eye. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of what we do when the lights are gone and there's. No one to know what you're doing, and you just feel it. The, you feel it? You f feel what? What do you feel? Oh, uh, you, you know, the howl. The unending howl. Okay. The unending howl. Yeah. Right. Thanks for showing us the doll room. Um, oh, no problem. We, we, let's, let's continue on with the tour. Sure, let's go. Let's leave this room. And let's go. We're going to head down the hall a little bit here now. Okay. And over on the right here is the second doll room. Yeah, okay. But I, don't, I don't really think we need to go okay. in there, though. All right, well, let's look on the left, then. That's where my bedroom is. Oh, your your bedroom. Yeah. But that that's off limits, too, though. It's a, you know, it's a private oh, space. Oh, yeah, I understand. That's yeah. okay. But over here at this door leads to the stairwell, to uh -huh. the third floor. Oh. Would you like to see the third floor? Oh, uh, no. No, that's all right. We don't need, really need to bother you anymore with that type oh, of stuff. Oh, come on, Joe. It's, it's no bother. Oh, here you go. Thanks. No, that's all right, though. You know, we, oh, and here's the front steps heading uh, back yeah. down to the foyer, foyer. Right you are. These are some beautiful wood steps here. Yeah, oh, of course they are. The whole house is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Think? Yeah, the house, is, it looks great, and you've done a really great job keeping it up. Oh, thank, thank you. I'm sure it will. Well, you, you know, I, I've put a lot of work into it over the years. Oh, I yeah. I heard it from my father when he passed. Oh, about I'm sorry. 18 years ago. Oh, okay. And when I got home from the home. Wait, when you got home from the home? Yeah, where I lived before I got back here. Oh. I moved back here. But okay. where I lived before at the home, uh -huh. I I felt so, I don't know how to describe it. It was so... Frightening? That's where I learned about the unending howl. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, well... This room over here, this is the yeah. sit front sitting room, I'm assuming, right? Yes, of course. It's c it's covered, the, the doorway's open, but it's covered in like an opaque plastic? Yeah, oh, it's being painted, so it's off limits. Okay. 
Yeah. So now I was when I came, I was admiring the glass on this front door. Oh it's yes, like, it's like a leaded glass. Yes. Really intricately cut. It's really interesting. Can I, yeah. and I was wondering, can I, can I check this out from the other side again? Oh, from the outside? Sure. Let's open it up and let's go out and check it out. All right. Oh, this is a be- I gotta say, this is an, a beautiful porch as well. But this, yeah, this glass is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks. It looks beautiful. So, yes. okay, now let's, how about we're done with the tour, right? Yeah, unless you want it to look around back. Back of the yard in the back. Hey. Well, what's back there? Is there anything interesting back there that we should check out? The old stable's back there. The, oh, the stable's back there. I thought the stable was farther down, closer to yeah. where the mall is. Oh, it was, but it was moved about 16 years oh. ago to the backyard. It was moved? Stone by stone. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, since we're here about the Hortz murder mystery, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we should go check that out. Oh, yeah. And gu- guess what, Joe? No, I'll hold guess, it. Come here. Come here. Hold the microphone. Some of the stones are still stained with the blood of the horses. Oh, the, oh, oh the st- they're still stained with the blood of the horses. Yeah. That's. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. So I, gu- I guess we can go look at that very quickly. All right, everyone. I hope you're enjoying that report. I gotta take. We gotta take a little break here now, so I'm pausing it for a second, and we're gonna go to commercials. But we'll be right back after this break with the second part of my report. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Herb from Herb's Hot Tubs. Hot tubs aren't just for warm weather; they're also for cold weather. Enjoy a hot tub all winter long. So come on down to Herb's Hot Tubs at 1825 Center Avenue. Right now we're having a winter hot tub blowout. That's Herb's Hot Tubs, 1825 Center Avenue. Right between Carl's Cars and Phil's Furniture. They're my big brothers. Sheriff Gooseman, with a special alert for the entire area. Stinky Dan has been spotted on the outskirts of town, and he's started harassing some of the homeowners over there. So, if you see him, call the sheriff's office and report it, but don't approach him, you know. I repeat, don't approach him, you know. He's not too dangerous, but you don't want to be the one that starts harassing and bothering. Like old Phil Newhouse over there. Stinky Dan used to always go over there and throw his gravel around. It took a long time before he stopped harassing Phil. So just remember, if you see him, give us a call, but stay away from him. Alright, that's all. Everyone, welcome back from that commercial break. And we're going to get back into my on-location report from the Neville House. But after that, we're going to be doing open lines, so make sure to st- keep getting those calls in. we got some people on lines, but there's still some open. That phone number, of course, is 414-5... So get those calls in for the open lines. But right now, we're going to get back into this on-location report for the second half. And here we go. All right, here we are. We're in the old stable building. Yeah. Which has been moved carefully stone by stone, but Precisely. the blood stains, you can see them. 
they're real. Oh, yes, of course. That was the, the main priority in the move, was to make sure to preserve the scene of the crime oh, as yeah? much as possible. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, this is amazing. So, this... Can you describe what the crime scene looked yeah. like when the horses were murdered? Of course. Well, you see. Okay. I, it was written in my grandfather's journal, so let me, okay. let me read a bit of what it says. He says... Let me see. Where's that paper? It's right there. You got it. You got it? Okay. The scene is grisly indescribably gruesome as if a resident of hell itself had come to earth with a particular fury and hatred of horses hmm the old stable shall be stained with the blood for all eternity and oh. See, that's oh continue the, i'm done reading that's oh, okay why we decided to move the stable but Make sure that the bloodstains were recreated exactly. Yeah. All right. Yes. Man, that's chilling to the bone, I gotta say that. It is, isn't it? Yeah, almost as chilling as this wind that's blowing through here. But I, I gotta know a couple more questions about the murders. Of course, of course. But first, there's something um, I gotta tell my audience. You know this already, but what I'm gonna tell my audience right at this moment is a little bit of a surprise, but my great great grandfather mm -hmm. milford percy chamberlain yeah he was the nearest neighbor of the nevilles of course yes he lived about it was the the stables were originally how far down uh, the path that way the, oh about a half a mile okay my great great grandfather's house yes he his house was about 50 yards past the stables of course yes off off behind some trees and he is the only known witness yes. to the horse murders. But he heard the murders yes. happen. That's how we know that the murders happened the night before. Because he heard it. Yes, he heard, he heard the sounds, but yes. he didn't know they were the murders happening at the time. No. He thought it was just because there was a stud... Yeah, male horse is stud in that stable like there is right uh, now. I gotta thank tell you. you. <laughs> thank you so much. No, I meant myself, but... Yeah, you're a pretty good-looking guy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... But anyways, there was a stud, and he, all, yeah. he thought it was the horses fornicating uh -huh. in the stable. Because he, he heard that a lot, so he... Oh, was, yes. He was constantly coming back to the Neville house. Yes. Complaining that he was having to hear these the horses fornicate, but they were raising horses. The horses, of course, had. the you know horses mate, and then they have yeah. co what do they call them? Cows? Both. No, baby horses. Just call them baby horses. Yeah, baby horses. So your your family was raising those horses, and they would sell off the. Well, the, the servants did most of. Even the servants that were shackled. Yeah, yeah of course, the oh. servants. Okay. Why wouldn't but they my be my great great grandfather, yeah, Milford Percy Chamberlain, was so he was the only witness, and he testified that he had heard the slaughter the night before. Yes. And the only evidence they could find was there were footprints, bloody, bloody footprints, footprints in the snow, leading away from the stables. Yeah, they were leading off in the direction of his property. Oh, I never they heard were, that. You know, so then once they got into the trees between his property and. The Neville property, they, the footprints disappeared in the, into the brush and 
they couldn't determine which direction they headed after that. Oh, see, I never heard that, that they headed, actually headed in the direction of his property. Oh, yes. Yes, I, they did. I just heard that they headed off away from the stables. So that's, oh, that's interesting to hear that. Uh-huh. So, well, I guess that's pretty much the story of the horse murders, I guess. It is. All right, Gary. Well, thank you for the tour and for talking nope. to us about the murders today. Horse murders. Horse murders, I mean. Just the horse murders. That's all we talked about. Yeah, right? of course, the horse murders. Yeah. The, what, what are there other... Some? Other what? Oh, never mind. So would you like some cider before you leave? Cider? Yeah. What's in it? Just apples. Well, uh, I walk back over through the trees. I'm over here. This is the parking lot of the Corporal Neil Schmidt's Memorial Shopping Plaza kind of windy out today it's getting pretty chilly um and right over here you can't see this but right over here there's like a small half like about four foot tall brick wall with some posts by it and there's a couple dumpsters that is approximately the area where my great great grandfather uh milford percy chamberlain where his house was and oh oh man Okay. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, anyways, uh, it's too bad because uh, I'm going inside. Oh, okay. I went inside the mall because I just, man, I couldn't take that wind anymore. But as, as I was saying, my great-great-grandfather, Milford Percy Chamberlain, he, uh, he only lived about 18 months after the whole horse murder incident happened. Um, he had something that they called, I think it was the bone sours. And he wound up dying from that like 18 months later. So, And then his son, my great-grandfather, he wound up losing the house and the farm and everything. Um, I think he was betting on pig races at the state fair and lost it all. And so my family had to move out. And that's why our house isn't there anymore, but the Neville house is still there. But now we got this good mall here. I'm going to, I'm just going to run into Woolworths here and get a soda. Oh, God, that's good. All right, so after my great-grandfather, you know, lost everything. There, I don't know, there's not much else that I could say about it right now. I mean, I, I do got a surprise that I'm going to talk about back in the at the station on the show, but I can't really talk about that right now. So right now, I think I'm just going to head into this Aladdin's Castle next to Tape World and uh, see if they got that Zaxxon machine up and running yet. You know, that Aladdin's Castle ain't no Kevin's Blaze Arcade, but it's all right. You know, since I'm here anyways, I guess I'll head on in. They got Mappy, everyone. They got a Mappy machine, so I guess I'll be talking to you guys later. I don't care that we're going over. The show's long this week, so what? We do it all the time. He's drunk. That guy's drunk all the time. He doesn't know we're taking up minutes of his show. He just, he just talks. He's What? Well, hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that on-site report. From me, Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, live, well not live, it was recorded with my tape recorder, but it was live at the time from the Neville House and the Corporal Neil Schmidt's Memorial Shopping Plaza about the those infamous horse murders that we've been talking about tonight. You know, 
I originally hoped to bring up some of the th- weird theories and stuff that people have made up over the years with Gary when I was talking to him on the tour. But, you know, after spending time with him, I decided that he was, um, he had been helpful enough. So I just wanted to get out of there, as fa- get out, out of his hair and not bother him anymore. So I just left quickly. So, I, you know, we'll be doing those open lines to talk about those. The horse murder theories anyways and we'll i think we'll we'll get enough that way i don't know if there's he'd have much to add to that but we're gonna have to take another commercial break right now and when we come back i'll have that special surprise that you might have heard me say something about during that report for you and then we'll be doing those open lines so keep getting those calls in we'll be right back after this break Playing this week at the Broadway Cinema on Center Street. Hello everyone, thank you for coming today. As you know, the late Mr. Sinclair had no living heirs. So, as dictated in his last will and testament, Mr. Sinclair's entire fortune will go to the person who delivers the most gifts to strangers by 12 o'clock midnight on December 26th. Let me get this right, Marty. We're going to drop all these gifts on the entire city with these little parachutes? That's right, Benny. But how are we going to be able to prove we delivered them? Well, you see, they all got these self-addressed stamp postcards attached to them. Whoever gets the gift just got to return the postcard to us. Uh, Hey, did you bring the postcard, uh, Benny? Um, uh, I forgot a boy. Oh, Benny, you (laughs) mud brain. Artie and Benny in the Cookie Christmas Scramble. Featuring appearances by Carl Eggington. Oh, my dear. Willie French. Oh, hello, friend. Hello. Donald and Martha Worthington. Are you really done it this time, Martha? Oh, but Donald. I've had just about enough out of you. Heino Weber. Wolfie's dog. And many more. Artie and Benny in the Cookie Christmas Scramble. All right, welcome back. You know, as you all heard during that recording, my great-great-grandfather was the nearest neighbor to the Neville House, and he is the only known witness that anyone ever heard from about those horse murders because he had heard the sounds of what he what they figured was the murders the night before on December 22nd, 1884. Well, and as you also heard in that, I had something special that I could say during my broadcast about this that I couldn't talk about at the time when I recorded it because it was recorded a couple of days ago. But I have here, right here in my hands, a sealed envelope that it's been in my family for 100 years. And it says on the outside, sealed December 23rd, 1884. Do not open until December 23rd, 1984. As you know... It turns out that we're past midnight, so this right here is December 23rd, 1984, right now. And in my other hand here, I have a silver, well, it looks silver anyways, letter opener. And I'm about to break this thing open and see what's inside. My family held on to this for 100 years. But, you know, I remember as a kid, once we had to stop my one uncle from trying to open it. You know, I was I was really little, but I I know he was drunk. 
And he was saying, I don't care about no traditions. I want that money. So, you know, is there money in here? I don't know. I think it might be. But other than that, I think it also could possibly be some sort of first-hand account or something of what happened that night. Let's find out right now. Come on. Get it. Ow. Oh. Yeah, I need a band-aid. Okay. All right, let's get this envelope. I got the envelope. I got the note right here. Oh, it's a letter. And it's written in, it's written in like old-timey cursive, so it might be kind of hard to read some of it. But it says, let me see, to my descendants or whomever else may have discovered this scroll. It's not really a scroll. I, Milford Percy Chamberlain, being learned in the law of man and having awareness that this county's statute of limitations on... Horse murder be 99 years from the date of the crime. Am writing this missive with the express instruction that its contents not be made known publicly for 100 years from the date scrawled upon its envelope. I do declare that no sooner than the date of the 22nd of the month of December in the year of our Lord Satan 1984 this confession be placed into the public record it was I who slaughtered those wretched Neville horses I did so as much out of disdain for the whole Neville clan as I did to silence their never ceasing winning I prayed for my Lord Satan's guidance. Oh, you know, I'm going to read ahead a little bit on this. Um, You know, it's kind of hard to read some of this because of that, that old-timey writing I told you about. So let me see if I can look ahead. Of, oh, oh, I see down here at the end it says, I can read some of this more. It says, ha, 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 just kidding. I'm a jokester of the highest order and have pranked ye hundred years in the future. Ha ha ha. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like my grand great great granddad, who was a heck of a funny guy with all these jokes. <laughs> he just played a hundred year old joke on me. Well, that was definitely an actual joke. <laughs> We're going to take a break right now, and I'll, I'll be back after these messages. But what? Yeah, the phone number is 414 So call in. But you know what? I'm, you know, I'm getting a little horse murdered out tonight. So let's just open it up to anything that you want to talk about, not just these horse murders, okay? All right, we'll be right back. Get those calls, and we'll be right back. This here is Colt Nicholson, and I'm here to tell you there ain't no better shoe around than a Boss Hammer shoe. Boss Hammer shoes are made with the finest leather, the finest stitching, and the finest care. And my shoes get messed up, and it's time to buy a new pair. It's always a pair of Boss Hammer shoes. 
Alzheimer shoes available at Schuster's Department Store, 1854 North Center Street. open lines so give us a call and let's talk about something hopefully besides horse murders but you know i guess if you got we've had people on the lines about that for a while now so i guess we're gonna hear some but you got any nothing else we got full line we got full lines so don't call in anymore i guess all right let's get to the first caller hello caller how are you hi i'm fine joe i just i just wanted to ask you yeah you want to come down to one of our meetings on sunday a meeting? What kind of a meeting? The Southeastern Wisconsin Satanist Association. Sa- Satanist, did you say? Yeah, the Southeastern Wisconsin Satanist Association. Sosa. So- Sosa? Yeah, Sosa. Oh? S-E-W, like so. Oh, like S-E-W-S-O-I-C-S-E-W-S-A. Well, Sosa. I mean, thanks for the invite, but I'm not a Satanist. But you... Your great great grandfather no. sounded like a, he was praising no, he, Satan. He sounded like a sa- I thought you were. Just, no, I. I my, thought that like your family was Satanist. That meant. No, I no, I mean, as far as I know, my great great grandfather wasn't a Satanist. No? I don't know that letter did sound a little fishy, but yeah. that I've never been a Satanist, so I'm sorry. I'm not going to come to your meeting. Oh, okay, I just thought I'd ask. Okay. Yeah, uh, but you're welcome anytime. Praise well, Satan. All right. Well, thanks for calling. I'm not. I won't be coming though. All right, we got more callers, so let's just get right on to the next one. Hello, caller. Uh, what do you got for us? Hello there. Hi, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Hello, Sparkling Joe. Hello. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I'm here. Oh my God, it's you, Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Yep, it's me. You got me. I love your show. Oh, thank you. I get so excited every time Score Talk is ending. So do I. But I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh well, thanks for pulling yourself together and calling in. Oh, thank God. All right. Oh, yeah. What do you want to know? You think there's aliens among us, right? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Because my nosy bitch neighbor, Denise, yeah. she has to be an alien. W- why do you think that? Well, the walls of our condos are thin, Joe, uh-huh. and I can hear her in there. Oh. She's sticking things up guys' butts, like probing them, oh. and they keep saying that they're coming, but I have no idea where they're going to. Yeah? It must be like one of those alien tractor beams. Well, a tractor beam's usually used to lift a guy up into a ship, but if he's getting probed already, he must already be in the ship. So maybe her you apartment has a portal. At five 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 Center Avenue. Well, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a qualified UFO investigator, but well, maybe you could check me out too, Joe. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I appreciate the suggestive nature of that suggestion, but <laughs> you probably shouldn't be giving your address out over the air. Well, the invitation's always on the table. Oh, okay, well, thanks for calling. 
and uh, it does sound kind of like you might have an alien for a neighbor. So I'd be, oh, you know what? If you're still listening, you know who you could call is the Wisconsin UFO Investigative Group. Yeah, Wufoig. They they look into this kind of stuff. This would probably be right up their alley. So you know, look them up. Give them a call. They're they're a good group of guys. And oh, and a lady. They got a lady now. So all right. Uh, I think we're going to take one more caller tonight. So all right. Uh, hello, caller. What do you have to add to all this? Hi, Sparkle Joe. This is Attorney Barry Lewis. Uh, Attorney Barry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard your commercials on the radio. Oh yeah. Well. I just wanted to call let you know that uh, it's a good thing your great-great-grandfather uh, yeah. decided to wait 100 years before he confessed to the crimes because really? uh, the statute of limitations for horse murder in this county is indeed 99 years. But yeah. because of some other obscure law, uh, the punishment can't be passed on from father to son. Therefore, if the murderer dies before what? the 99th year, the statute of limitations doesn't uh, and prematurely, it just carries on to the next again. So you're saying that my great-great-grandfather, if he had indeed been not joking about murdering those horses, but actually had confessed to the murders in that yeah. letter, and I and we had read that letter on the air even just yesterday, I would have been held responsible? Yeah, exactly. How? How is that? What's the punishment for horse murder? In this county, it's still hanging. What? You get hung three times. Three times? They would hang me three times? Yes. Well, why would they hang me three times? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Three oh. times per horse. So you would be hung 15 times. What? Three times per horse? I'd be... Yes. How yes. could they even hang me 15 times? Well, they would just hang you 15. It's pretty self-explanatory. Well, but, but why, why, why that? I mean, that, that punishment sounds like worse than if I had even killed a person. Well, yeah, it's much more severe than killing a person because yeah. we don't even have a death penalty here in Wisconsin. Yeah. For killing people. Yeah, but but they could kill me for killing a horse? Yeah. Wait, they could kill me for my great-great-grandfather killing a horse? Yeah. A hundred years ago? No, 99 years ago. Yeah. The limitations is 99 years. Oh, yeah, but this is 100 years, so oh, I've actually been oh, safe right. for a year now, right? Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I apologize yeah. for the misinformation. Uh, you're actually right. It's a, if you've been safe for a year. I mean, I would have been safe for a year if my great-great-grandfather actually had murdered the horses and wasn't just joking in a letter about it, right? Uh, yes, of course. Of course. But Yeah, but isn't it still crazy that they could kill somebody for killing a horse? Yeah, but it's only in this county. Not in the whole and, state. And why is it hanging three times for one horse? Well, you see I mean, that, even back when they used to hang guys for killing another guy, uh, they only hung him once. Yes, of course, but uh, yeah, they declared that a horse was twice as valuable as a human life. Twice And as? a rich man's horse was three times as valuable as a human life. What? So if you, you killed five rich men's horses, you would get hung 15 times. If your great-great-grandfather hadn't been kidding about killing those horses. Which he was. And this wasn't more than a year after. Which it well, is. you would be held responsible and hung 15 times. What? No trial. No trial? They no trial. They wouldn't even give you a trial? No. So you'd be brought before a council of the wealthy, and typically they would just sentence you to hanging instantaneously. Isn't that illegal? Uh, you would think so, but it was yeah. in this circumstance, no. 
What? It'll be perfectly legal. This is some f up Yeah, it is. Pretty much. <sighs> well, thanks for calling in with that info, attorney Barry Lewis. Uh... Oh, no problem. I'll send you the bill in the mail. The, wait, what? The bill? Yeah. What bill? Uh, the bill for my services as a professional attorney. What? You called my show. Yeah. I didn't call you and ask for your services. You just called up and started talking to me. Well, nonetheless, I have given you uh, quite a bit of legal advice tonight. Oh, just sh that. shut the hell up. You, I tell you what, Barry Lewis, you you go to hell and Wisconsin, you, with your stupid old-timey laws, almost got me killed 15 times. You go to hell too, the whole damn state. Yeah, you go to hell too, Chucky. In the booth, they're laughing at me. Well, how about that? It was the famous Neville Family Horse Murders 100th anniversary with Gary Neville himself in there. Bet you didn't expect to hear him, but yeah, I met him. And I forgot about that part at the end. That guy got so mad. <laughs> you know, You know, I had some special treatment at that station. They liked me. And uh, they used to let me go over when I needed to. And I used to take advantage of that a lot. And it got to the point where the time slot after my show, <laughs> that just became like you, you either did something bad and they were punishing you by putting you in that slot. Or they, or they just wanted to kill your show off because it wasn't good. Because, I don't know, 80% of the time, your show would be cut short because <laughs> of me. <clears throat> oh. And then, oh, that Gary Lois, that guy? Oh, I don't know if you remember him. He, di he died. But he, uh, he sent me that bill. I wiped my butt with it. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I... I just kind of wiped it on my pants and then I paid it because you know he was going to sue me he said he was going to sue me if I didn't pay it and it was only like $25 so it wasn't worth the hassle really you know so I just paid it but I was still upset because he called me unsolicited and then expected me to pay I don't know what kind of person does that so that you know I got a little upset after that especially after finding out my great great Grandpa was a horse murderer? No, that's real. 
And, you know, once I, I was 100% sure I couldn't be held accountable anymore, you know, I, I championed the changing of that law, and I still think it should be changed. I think that's ridiculous. You get hung multiple times per horse you kill. You better hope you don't kill more than one horse. Okay, I guess that's about it for this episode. So I'll talk to you guys next time and have a happy holidays. Whatever holiday it might be close to when you're listening to this. Right now it's Christmas and that stuff. So I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Category unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, was written, performed, recorded, and edited by Jimmy K. Grant. Special appearance by Tom Sobel. Original music by Jimmy K. Grant. With other music from the YouTube Audio Library, public domain Christmas music, and some garage band samples stuff as well. This show is copyright 2017 by Jimmy K. Graham. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.